Hi, welcome to Just Out of Curiosity, a podcast that talks about sex and sexuality from the lens of a sex-positive brown woman that has a fascination with alternative or non-conventional lifestyles. My name is Shelly D, and I am that sex-positive brown woman. Over the course of several episodes, I'm excited to dive into topics that titillate my interests and make me ask my guests questions just out of curiosity. And so my curiosity today leads to girls and gays. We have fabulous relationships. What is it about girls and gays that just works? I've been called a fag hag by many a gay, but I've equally been told it's offensive by others. Is it? Why do some people not like this term? Who else could I talk about this other than with my gay bestie, John? He's also been my biggest support for this podcast and my sidekick extraordinaire. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey, it's for horses. <laughs> John will be this episode's special guest. Welcome. Welcome yourself, girl. How you doing? I'm so excited and so great at the same time. <laughs> also, we're finally doing this, and I'm thrilled to be your uh, uh, be part of this experience of popping your cherry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Who man. doesn't like having their cherry popped? Um... So, I, I met you in university. We walked into a classroom and you were sitting front row, which I never sit front row. And you were this loud, social, <laughs> like you knew everyone, this laugh, this smile, like everything. And I wanted, I wanted you. And I was just like, I don't care what's gonna happen. I'm going to make you be friends with me. But like, I think what cemented our friendship or like one of the many things that cemented our friendship was like, you were just so badass and you were like open to just like the bullshit that I was up to. So like, I'm like in a computer lab at like nine o'clock in the morning and sorry, not 9 p.m. And you were like focused on working something. And I was asking you, so Shelly, um, <laughs> what what kind of, uh, what kind of, uh, what's your type, right? So like you, you were telling me like what, what kind of people you're into. And then suddenly you you discover that I've created like a, like a profile for you on like gay.com. Gay gay.com, that's what it was. <laughs> And you know what though? So like when I came, so uh, we both graduated in like 2006, 2007 mm. or so. Then I took off for Japan for two years. Yes. And then I came back and I'm like, okay, I'm desperate for friends because I just had this incredible communal experience out in Japan with all the foreigners. Came back and I was just like, okay, I need friends. And then Shelly, you fucking took off for Korea for like yeah, a year for or two, two years. For two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I saw you once and then I went to Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, see you. Bye. Bye. But I was all like, I get, I get that you need to go. You have to have this experience. I'm fucking sad that you're going. You took off and then you came back and I'm like, all right, my Shelly's back. It's what, 2013 at this point? Yeah. 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 Well, I came back in 2012. So 2012, about yeah. the same time. 12, 13. Yeah. And then that's where we like, we started hanging out a little bit, like little yeah, by Drag little. Drag Race brought us together. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You yeah. were, you were jealous. You and your partner were jealous of the other gay and his partner that I was watching Drag Race with. Yes. And then and then I decided, well, let me see if you guys are available for the next season. Right. And then and then it just it went it went like bread and butter. Yeah. Like bread and butter. Like curry on rice. Can we say that? Curry on time? rice. Yeah. Yeah. Well you're the brown girl. Of, of course, course you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curry's so great. It's spicy and delicious. <laughs> like me. I'll <laughs> mm, too. Uh-huh. So okay. You're gay. What? Yeah, did you know? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. Um, this, this is a fact. This is going to be such a weird and random question, but I feel like you are a great person to answer this question. What 
qualifies you to be gay? I think that's an interesting question. Yeah, isn't it? Um, like, what qualifies people to be straight? That they're, I don't know, uh, part of the majority and society, like, is suited to their heterosexual normativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess what, what calls me, qualifies me as gay is, you know, someone who doesn't want to be with, like, I'm a guy who can have sex with women if I want to, but I don't want to because I'm not attracted to women in that way, right? How did you, sorry for cutting you off, yeah, there, but like how, at what point did you realize that, you know, this this wasn't working for you? What I have wasn't working for you? Yeah, no, I, I, I uh, hard but good questions. So like, I think out of the womb, I knew that like I was, you know, like I, I have a very strong, uh, and uh, charismatic father who's very much a mm. heteronormative macho man who instills a lot of like even at, at when I was four years old my dad's like make sure like you will be with a woman and so like that was fed to me right and and I felt like that's what I should be doing and I didn't buy into it but I also knew I like as as Filipinos say I like Titi like, <laughs> Wait, as what, little, is, what is Titi? Titi like a what this microphone looks like, like you know <laughs> currently there's a sock on that microphone with a naked well i was gonna say naked skeleton but a skeleton is naked oh cute yeah it's oh i didn't even notice the, oh, and there's a little heart on it I didn't say, oh. <laughs> yeah no I didn't, I didn't oh sorry what does that mean kipta is cute oh cool in korean yeah kipta like kipta. kawaii kipta yeah kipta ne. very cool ne. <laughs> um yeah so like my dad was just very much like jonathan you're 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 going to like this because this is what's expected of you, mm. you know, um, as a kid, and uh, th- that's the message I got. And there was some resistance, but I also knew gutturally, viscerally, like I also like guys. And uh, eventually, through trial and tribulation, throughout my childhood and throughout my teens, you know, I called myself bi. But you know, as they also say, bi now, gay later, girl. <laughs> You know, I actually really like that. You haven't heard that before? <laughs> no, I yeah, 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 yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's a, it's obviously an easier pill to swallow swallow if you call yourself bi rather than right, gay, right? right so I was yeah. just like, all right, um, I'm bi. So I actually went on a couple of dates with girls telling myself, yeah, I'm bi. I'm cool with girls. But, Interesting. But sure enough, um, I was like, no, I'm forcing this. Like, I, I give me the D. Yeah. Give me the D. So... <laughs> Um, long-winded way to say that, yeah, I think that qualifies me for being gay. Yeah, I think that's... <laughs> my, my attraction to, to, to penis. And, I definitely think that yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah. I know that this is going to sound like a very common sense question, but were, do you think you were born gay? Uh, is yeah. that, I, I feel like that's... that's I, I shouldn't even ask that question anymore. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Like, I think uh, another way to frame that is that nurture is nature. And like, for, yeah. for me, like, I had... Like, I think that so many gay men, or gay people, rather, um, have a lot of nurture shoved down their throats, literally, to force them to not be gay. But then nature fucking says, fuck that. Interesting. Take your conversion therapy. Take your heteronormativity. Take all the patriarchy that's shoved down your throat. Christian family values, too. Christian family values or whatever uh, messaging around the world that tells you that you need to be straight and all that nurture to that has d- designed me to be a faggot. Yeah. Guess what, girl? <laughs> hey. There you are. <laughs> Sorry, is your mic's like like spiking? Is nah, that mic? Whatever. Hey. It's fine. 
fine. We're, yeah. we're excited about this. I, yeah. it's, it's really interesting when you say that because when we went to university and that was about 20 years ago, homosexuality Ooh. was, I know it's, I think it's a little bit more than 20 years ago, Mom. but when we were taught about what homosexuality was, it was still a discussion of whether it was nature versus nurture. And you talking about what you just said, it feels like the straight population that wanted to control homosexuality and that they didn't want, they use this topic of nature versus nurture, but it was nature that you were like, it was nurture that was suppressing you from being gay. That's right. The society, like, in other words, by, by nurture would be society, social constructs, yeah. you know, bullshit uh, from media, from the church, from family, from right. whatever. And right? it was a debate from schools that were like homosexuality could be a learned behavior. Yeah. But what was really happening was straightness was more a learned behavior. Or it wasn't. It For was, me, yeah. it's a learned behavior. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it and, suppresses you. Right. And it's, it's also part of the majority, right? And as part of a majority... Uh, society, social constructs, bake that shit in. Yeah. You know, wh- white privilege, patriarchy. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. All, all these all ideologies. That, all that shit is baked into society, yeah, right? So when you're outside of that, like, it's, you know, that shoved down your throat, but it's not nature. It's not natural for me to, to um, you know, be straight. So, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. But, you know, I, I, I don't speak for all gay men. I try not to anyways, but um, I, I am what I am. And, you know, I, I'm grateful for being in Canada in 2022 where there's been so much development and I stand on the shoulders of, of gay men, mm. gay, gay activists, lesbians, trans people, people in between who've really fought for Canadian society to be where it is right now. So where I can scream into a dick microphone and tell people that I'm a faggot, right? So it's it's pretty brilliant. So. Yeah, especially for yeah. Uh, there was a time when you couldn't when faggot was a terrible word, a derogatory <sighs> term, and it was a way to right. put people down. Right. And you've kind of just reclaimed it, which is <laughs> so lovely. Um, I, and I do recognize that people who are listening may not have heard the word faggot be screamed, you know, so yeah. so proudly. And and I do use it, and 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 I do recognize that it might hurt people's ears and, and be quite shocking. But I, and to your point, like I use it with a sense of reclamation, with pride um, and, uh, um, you know, fuck that. If, if, if people want to use the word faggot in a derogatory way, yeah. then I say thank you. Oh, hey. Hey. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. So on this, on this topic, yeah. um, I mean, we're going to get into like what fag hag means, but at the heart of it, there is something about girls and gays and probably yeah. everything else in between that have this special kind of affinity towards each other. Yeah. And I mean... Spoiler alert, it's the dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Now, uh, this is going to be a weird question to ask, and I don't know if we can, if you can answer this for me, but yeah. lesbians and gays, mm. are, they, are they as close as... Is, they don't necessarily have a love for the D, but are they are they as close as straight girls and um, gays? I no, that's a that's an excellent question. Um, I think that while gays and lesbians share a lot of similar journeys, um, 
for me personally, I don't have a lot of lesbian friends. I have like very few, frankly, but hmm. I have far more closer female friends. Mm-hmm. Who, go on. Who, go on. <laughs> uh, who have affinity for certain shapes that look like microphones. Yeah. Right? Like so, the CN Tower and all those other, I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. Phallic structures. Well, I, I can't fit the CN Tower. I could try. Neither can but, I. Right? And I don't want to. <laughs> I am not a size queen by any nature. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but to your point about um, they ha- like just like, Having women in our lives for 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 gay men, like for me, um, women embody something that I'm not, that I'm drawn to. Like as a gay man, I love femininity. I love the energy of women. I love powerful women. I like as much as I'm not sexually drawn to it. I love the sensuality of women. I love like I, I was obsessed with drawing beautiful Grecian women on the chalkboard of my grade five class. And my teacher would like rub that out. I was like, Jonathan, stop idealizing women like that. And I'm like, all right. And then go off and do this, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, from the core, from like my nurture side, from my na- nature side, I love women, right? And so I think part of the reason I'm drawn to you from, from a linguistics class um, <laughs> is because you have that energy. You have what I am drawn to. Yeah. And so... And, and, and like, not to say that this applies equally across all gay men, but just thinking of like classic tropes in, in media, like, um, fuck, what's that show? Will and Grace mm-hmm. and like other, I guess they're the only real trope for like gay men and yeah. and, and, and their fag hags, if you will. Um, but like, yeah, there, there, there's just such a compatibility that, that um, you see work so well, like us. Like us. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, from all the other women in your life and I'm not as much as I I love to pretend that I'm the best woman in your life. Um, (laughs) like, is there, are you, you're not, hmm, I don't want to say this in a way that's going to put anyone down, but there, you're not just attracted to any, any woman. Um, I'm not attracted to like basic girls. I love women (laughs) who, who own their sexuality, their sensuality, they're con- like, I think part of the reason, like the same reason that I'm drawn to men, there's this confidence mm-hmm. in, sorry, like I'm drawn to people with a certain awareness and confidence themselves. Like you are very aware of your sensuality, your sexuality, your appearance, the way you carry yourself. I'm not drawn to women who don't have those qualities, frankly. Right. So, hmm. yeah. So it, it's, it's specific, it's specific characteristics for both, because I would say the same for me. I'm not. Well, I've picked up many a gay in my lifetime. <laughs> um, I feel like there's only a specific type. Or maybe there, it, like like with anyone, there's certain people that I just have natural affinity towards. And sure. and I I love I love a I love a person that owns their sexuality mm-hmm. and and owns who they are in their most authentic self. Oh, totally. And 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 sometimes I think that's what really like gays and girls, um we are the girls that gays are friends with, I would say, we have become for through somehow, and, and I'm probably, again, we can throw out the tropes of like patriarchy and toxic masculinity. We have learned to live within it and still be our own person and not yeah. be defined by all the things that have not been on our side. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to why, like certain men that I'm attracted to in general, I, I'm, I'm such a fan of, people that are unapologetically them right. and I find that gay men hold that the most interesting and I interesting. and I, I truthfully though yeah. I think it's because 
you've had to distinguish yourself. But when you look at what the patriarchy is, and there's that hierarchy of who is at the top and who benefits the most from that model, it is that straight cisgendered male, um, typically white, typically has has money they come from a higher socioeconomic mm-hmm. status and then you have the trickle down effect of like different different skin colors different um different able-bodied all this right. stuff intersectionality and then you have gay men which i think you still benefit from patriarchy but you're right. at almost not the bottom but you're towards right. the bottom because bottom where ah. sorry <laughs> Or go on. Sorry. Um, I like to consider myself more verse. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but you, because of that, you still have to, you, you have to find yourself. You have to right. be in society. So you've learned that you don't have to, you don't need patriarchy. You don't need that guy at the top to define mm-hmm. who you are. You have carved that out for yourself. Right. I, I think though it's, it's interesting though. Like I said that it was interesting um, the way that you framed it because like, Gay guys also, bet like, I, I totally agree with you that gay guys do benefit from uh, male privilege and the patriarchy because as much as we've been, you know, on, on the outs with, like, toxic masculinity and, you know, men should look a certain way, gay men never have to worry about all the challenges that women have. We don't have to pay for uh, feminine hygiene products. Mm. We don't have to pay more for their hair that women do unless, you know, you, you know, some gay guys do, but uh, but that's besides the point. Um, there there are many many things within our society that I that or privileges that I have as a as a man that that I never have to deal with. Yeah, I think I'm even guy, just having right? a male name on paper right. probably gets your resume in more than I, it would with mine. Um, yeah, even small little things because sometimes right. I still don't think that you, you probably see it more than I do because I don't even notice some some of the things that negatively affect me being a woman in a patriarchal mm. society. Like I don't even think about like the pink tax, you know, that right. tax for like having a pink razor, my razors, women razors cost more than male razors. I forget oh, that so that sometimes stupid. it's so weird. Right. And then there's the feminine hygiene stuff um, and how we put down women for PMSing. If they're bitchy, then, you mm. know, they're on their period, but that's just men are bitchy too. Why don't we ever say they're on their period? Like I right. just, it just doesn't right. make any sense. Like we do say, but like, it's almost like a joke. Whereas like, if I say that you're on your period, it's almost a slap of face. Yeah. Right? I'm not allowed to show up to work bitchy one day. God forbid. Oh, so lame. But you know what though? I think that, um, what bonds gay, uh, and maybe another reason that like gay guys and girls bond so well together is because there's just, there, there's such a great opportunity to feel comfortable. And uh, mm. I, yeah, I, I've, I, I don't think I've, I've been able to, yeah. to go ahead. No, no, it's because I like, I think that as a woman, I just want to be seen for who I am. I mm. don't want to be defined as um, a potential mother. I don't want to be defined as someone's daughter. I don't want to be defined as someone's wife. I want to be defined for me. I want yeah. people to see me and who I am. I'm not just boobs. I'm not just butt. I'm not just like brown hair, brown hair, brown skin, <laughs> long hair. Like I want to be seen for who I am. And I feel right. like I am seen by gay men. Yeah. And I feel like there's a safe space too, right? Yes. Like I can be my crazy self and I feel zero judgment. Right. And even if you do judge me, I don't, 
it doesn't bother me as much than when women judge me in the same respects right. or when straight men judge me in the same respect because it almost feels like I'm being held back. Right. But with you and and and, and you specifically, but you like gay men, I feel celebrated. And that is one of the nicest. <laughs> like I can't tell you how it feels to be celebrated and loved and to feel seen and to feel heard. Yeah. yeah. It's like the one thing I've ever wanted. And sorry, I'm going to say one more thing. Yeah. I, um, I'm 38 and I still get asked questions all the time about why I'm single, if I want to be single, if I'm happy being single. And there are days when I hate being single and I wish that I had someone else. But the thing that makes me the happiest is the fact that I have my gay friends. Oh, oh Shelly. You, it's like oh. I'm not necessarily single because yeah. I have you guys in my yeah. life. And and you're I, fam to us, right? Exactly. Like me and my partner, like and, and you're like, family to us. I'm almost like you're, I'm your third. I'm your yeah. couple. And I like being sister wives with you. Like it's it's sure I'm single, but I if I wasn't single, I don't think I would be able to have these relationships and these friendships as strong as I have. Right, right. So it's such a it's such a nice feeling. It's the best feeling. I love being seen. Oh, um, like it's like I I really while well, that's a, an amazing yeah. uh, thought, and I will get back to that. I, I I just have to get back to the whole like you being celebrated thing. So like for people who don't know either of us. <laughs> When Shelly walks into a room. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Wait, hang on. When sure. Shelly walks into an, an, any, any room uh, with a, like a, a regular distribution of gay and straight people, right? Like it's just Shelly walking into a room. Mm. When Shelly walks into a gay bar, there's <laughs> like, I don't know. She like emits pheromones or something that like alerts the, like on a subconscious <laughs> level, the gays go... There's this amazing woman here. I'm gonna go over and talk to her, right? So like Hanlon's um Hanlon's Island. I'm oh, sorry, Hanlon Beach. Hanlon's Point. Why am I why am I, I blanking on the name? Okay. Yeah. Hanlon's. Yeah. Which is often frequented, like one portion of the beach is frequented with many, many scantily clad gays. It's clothing optional. Clothing optional. Shelly is is <laughs> revered like a demi demigoddess. She is like um, I don't know, like Cleopatra being passed around from <laughs> One gay to the next because she's pouring booze in people's mouths. She's making out with the gays. She's slapping asses. I am so in my element. She is so 100%. Yeah. She is celebrated. She is in her element. And going back to my earlier point about like her pro- projecting this energy that the gays love. Aww. And it's vice versa. Like it's mutual, right? So yeah. like, I think that... Um, Connecting it back to the like perhaps like I'm 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 talking it up too much, but like for me, being yeah. drawn to you and other strong, confident women, it's it, it comes down to comfort. Yes. So like yes. I like as a gay man who's had to like adapt to, to you know, a, a, a straight heterosexual world, you know, we've had to wear many faces, right? I have to like when I walk into a room full of straight guys, right? Mm. Like my voice drops and yeah. You know, I, I have to, I, I, I unconsciously. The become, Butch John comes Butch out. John comes on. Hey, I did some deadlifts today. How are you guys doing? Yeah. So I, I, I have to adapt. You know, I, I feel like, you know, the, the, there, there are certain ways that I need to behave. But when I'm with Shelly, when I'm with my female friends, that goes out the window and I could be the biggest faggot that I want yeah. without the judgment of other fags, right? Agreed. Like I could, I could just like fuck around, talk about dicks, <laughs> like watch Drag Race, <laughs> be in the presence of fabulous tits, 
you know, and like they're not being sexualized. It's just like it's just lovely. It's like yin and yang without the, the the pressure of sexuality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yes. Does that yes. make sense? No, it does. It does. Awesome. And I'm the same way because even when I'm with my straight friends or with my female friends, I mean, I'm a very outgoing person, and I. I, what? I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have tendencies of saying things that most people wouldn't. I know another shocker. I, I'm very blunt and direct, uh-huh. but sometimes I feel like I have to filter myself when I'm with my straight friends because it might be a little bit too much for them to handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's just like, it's a sigh of relief when I'm with you and Anne and my gaze just I can say whatever and sometimes I can say the most ridiculous thing and all you'll do <laughs> is laugh yeah. yeah or you'll you'll go you'll one-up me and it's yeah. like great I can I feel like I can be my most ridiculous self right. and it's and it's perfectly fine so question to you yeah. so with that said um I know that you have friends that are not gay surprise surprise really I do how would you qualify those relationships so like your your friendships with like other straight girls Mm. your friendships with heterosexual straight men sorry that's redundant but you know what i mean yeah um no that's it's 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 interesting i i i try to be who i am with you as opposed to with with my straight friends with my female friends um it's a different kind of connection. It's called, it's almost like how you have different friend groups. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've always done this my entire life. Like I have my family and I have a relationship with them. And then I had like people that I met in television and media. And then I had a specific type of relationship with them. And we could talk about certain things that I couldn't talk about with you. Yeah. And then I had my gay friends and I could talk about certain things that I couldn't necessarily talk about with them. Like I talk drag race all the time with you and I wouldn't necessarily talk drag race with my straight friends. Sure. But there are other things that also like there's these, there's these ties and I try to bring them all together mm-hmm. but i i can't necessarily be really crude and crass talking about sex with my straight friends and my okay. male friends and sometimes you really? know i actually find that surprising i i try but i think i think the problem with me being single is that especially with straight men okay there's always that thought in the back of my head if i say something too flirty and too suggestive maybe they want to have sex with Oh, they'll and interpret then, it as an in. Yes. And it's like, oh, yes. oh, her guard is down. She gave me the green flag. Yeah. I'm going to stick it in now. Oh, my God. This girl's talking <laughs> to me about sex. I Like, <laughs> why wouldn't I? I have to. And then they start liking me. And I, right. it's the one thing I hate because right. the one thing that I've always, I, like, since the time I was a kid is I identified, identified or I had an affinity towards men. Okay. Um, I don't know what it was. I had a lot of male cousins. I I also just thought that girls were really boring. I looked around at, and to no offense to them now, because I think they're really strong and resilient now, but when I was a kid, I thought that women were boring. I didn't want to be in the kitchen cooking and cleaning all the time. I wanted to be with my uncles and and talking and drinking and joking around and, and not, like I thought that was so much fun. I wanted to play with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters and yeah, He-Man. Yeah. Um, so I always wanted to be friends with boys, but the struggle with that, I, I don't necessarily think I'm the hottest girl in the room, but I, I am attractive mm-hmm. and it sucks when you want to be friends with a guy, but he wants to have more than that with you. Yeah. And, and so in that regard, it's like, I always have walls up when it comes to straight men mm-hmm. and I try really hard to, to make those sex jokes and I, and I do. And, and I, if someone like it's, it's, I'm trying to think of like where I work right now because there's a lot of men that I work with and I I do make those jokes and I do hope that at at, at the end of the night they're not thinking 
maybe I could have sex with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually forgot the question that you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. No, no, As I digressed so fa- on this whole it's thing. It's so fascinating. No, and, and it turns back, right? So like, I think what I was fishing for, no, you know what? This is all to say, I'm going to, I'm going to sum up what you're saying. This is all to say that Shelly feels more comfortable with her fags, yes. with her gays, yes. than with straight guys because they're is, just yes. busy trying to stick their dicks zone. into her aisle too. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how I've started calling your pussy your aisle two, but I'm sticking with it. What would it. be aisle one? Uh, you're back. Sorry. Oh, no, oh, I'm no, sorry. No, no. For me, aisle one is aisle- up here. <laughs> aisle two is the exit hole. Thank you. Aisle three could be my mouth. We're done. <laughs> aisle one is is the lady bits, is We're- my happy parts. So the natural question is, are you open 24-7? Is the Walmart open for 24-7? Listen, if she can, if she's happy and she's all lubricated on her own, I'm, I'm open and ready to go whenever. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So we've talked about friendships and how they, and, and how we relate to, um, people that are other than us. Yeah, for sure. So, so there is this, there's this term called fag hag. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which we've thrown very loosely in around a whole bunch. We have, we have. I don't actually know. I should, this is, this should have been done in my research, but I don't know where that, like the etymology of that word came from. Okay. I'm curious though, because, um, fag is, at one point was a derogatory term used for gay men and hag was a derogatory term used for oh it was just a specific type of woman do you yeah. did you know what hag what actually referred to before you used the term fag hag um it's, it's almost like two negatives make a positive yeah I, I think right so like in my mind and, and probably people who are listening right fag you know faggot you know yeah derogatory for a gay man or a gay person Hag, old, ugly, old, uh, ugly old woman, fat. or or woman who's fat and undesirable. Yeah. Um, but I think the they came together so well. It came together. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, possibly from a, a gay person or maybe a non-gay person. But um, for me, whenever I use the word fag hag, my intention is always with love, and it's almost like a like a campy twist mm-hmm. to it. So like, oh, this is my fag hag, right? She's she's like, she's she's my girl. I'm the fag. She's the hag. Yeah, it's my fag hag. Yeah, right. Um, and and, and it's it's a little like it's it's a like knowing that these words are derogatory. Yeah, and to reclaim it, I think is a bit of a fuck you to society. Yeah, right. Because she's an ally, as someone who takes action and uh identifies as as part of our community of, of I, I struggle of, with it too like i remember i remember when you 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 call you've called me a fag hag i i actually i've been called a fag hag by a number of people and by your fags by, yes by my fags. <laughs> in case in case you didn't realize that yeah. um and i i was totally fine with it at the beginning and then i think as i became older and started like becoming empowered and getting really into feminism, I started getting really upset that the intention behind the word hag was just a completely like negative view of what I should be. Okay. Um, and then I was just like, I don't, 
and and this is sometimes my my issue with certain things that get caught that get brought up in in gay culture sometimes like, like calling drag queens fishy right like fishy was just a really negative word for my vagina like it mm-hmm. was a way that men used to make fun of us because it smelled like a fish it tasted like a fish it made it it actually had a lot of shame for me in that aspect mm-hmm. and then you see these drag queens dressing up and the more feminine they were they were they were being fishy mm-hmm. um it was that, and it was, and I, I just, it, it was triggering to me being a feminist, right? Being able to say like, no, I think that you should change the words that you use. But then in the same case, like you talk about reclaiming words that were once taken down, like they, they pushed us down, they held right. us down, and and we want to say no, fuck that. Like I want to, I, I, you can't put me down for being something different. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take that word that you called me, and I'm gonna I'm going to embrace it, and I'm yeah. going to be the biggest, fullest meaning of that word, and I'm going to show everyone that there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. And that's where I am right now, and with with it. Yeah. Um, and there's been it like I uh, at one point when I was I was channeling my inner fag hag, I was in Korea. And I was, that was when, that was when I really took flight. Like something in me just bloomed. Like, <laughs> I don't know where they all came from, but they all just it's started the coming. It's the bacteria <laughs> from the kimchi. I don't know. It probably triggered some, some, some I don't know. I don't know, some man. I have no idea. Fully formed level three Pokemon fag hag. Probably. Oh, yeah. I evolved. Ooh, you Pokemon. evolved. There we go. I evolved in Korea. That's what it was. <laughs> I went from like level one because it was just you and Chris at the time. Right. And then I went to like level four and I didn't know how to handle it. And I would just call myself a fag hag in front of people. And some some of my, I remember one one of my straight male friends, he was just like, you can't say that. And I was like, why? And I was just like, but but I they've called me this. So I right. can use that word. And I understood why he was a little bit like politically correct. I can't right. say these things. But then he was like, no, let's come up with a different word. And I feel like there is this term for us, which I actually hate more. He was like, what about like fruit flies? Like you attract them like fruit flies. And then I thought about it. I'm like, wait, did you just call me a piece of rotted fruit? Oh, and did you call them fruity? Uh, I mean, is right? that, well, you know, you know what? I think that like, it, it's, it's so important to know who, uh, who is doing the calling, right? right? Because it also denotes the position of power, right? Yeah, so like, I, and I think that's a very straight male way of looking at it, fruit flies. Right, totally. And, and I think that like the voice of who's doing the, 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 the identification, mm. um, uh, denotes the power, right? So, like when 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 we're talking about reclamation of a certain word, like fag. Yeah. If oh, if if a heterosexual guy is calling me a faggot, that's taking power away from me, right? right? But if I'm calling myself a faggot, if I'm calling you know my my girls, my my sorry, like my gay guys that I hang out, <laughs> other faggots, right? Like we're embracing the identity, we're playing with something that's been yes. so so uh, pejorative to something yeah, that that we take with right. Mm. So like. To call yourself a fruit fly could... Well, I wouldn't necessarily be the fruit fly. Right. Yeah. It, right. it was just like a weird term. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off No, no, all good. But, but like for your, for, for your straight friend to say, you should call yourself or like suggest that you should call yourself a fruit fly, I think diminishes the word because it's coming from someone who's outside of the circle yes. or from, from the culture, right? But like for you to call yourself, I don't know, apple pie, right? It's like... <laughs> Whatever, Shelly can call herself fucking apple pie. Yeah, and you're the sugar that lies on top of me. Hey! That was weird. (laughs) Cinnamon, I prefer cinnamon. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, Yeah. so with that said, I think that um, it it, it also boils down into um, intention and impact, right? Mm. So like the, um, while 
I have called you, sorry, no, I think I'm, I'm shifting a little bit, but like while I can call you a, a fruit fly and my intentions are good yeah. while, uh, and even though like this is the same word, a strike, a strike guy calls you a fruit fly or apple pie or whatever, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what the word is or like, sorry, it doesn't matter what the intention is. What matters is how it, how it impacts you. Right. right? Because like if, if there, if the word is triggering, then um, that that's a problem, right? But if you take that as something that is empowering, then you're taking away the pejorative meaning to it or you're embracing the, the good intentions of it, right? So like, yeah. I think that the impact is really, really uh, important, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's true. It's something that I never thought about because I also think when you get triggered by something, it's an issue that you have with yourself. Yeah. Um, and then you just have to figure out why is it triggering me and mm -hmm. what can I do to either stop it or am I just going to let it keep triggering me? And I know that I've asked, like I've asked you and your partner to stop calling me a fag hag, but at the same time, yeah. a part of me is just like, let that shit go. I can't, mm -hmm. I don't want to like live in this world where like, I'm just going to keep getting triggered by something that I don't like because of its misogynistic roots. Man, if you, you can trace misogyny back all the way around, but yeah. like, at what point do I stop living in that and just be okay? It, like it's what you said, intention versus impact, right? Like right. I, you look, I know that you don't have or anything that you say to me is not really intentionally negative. And I would mm -hmm. never, I would never take anything that you say to me in like as a negative thing. Um, and I have to just get over myself. Well, I'm not, sorry, maybe. No, no, I, I know it's, no, 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 you're not. Sorry. Yeah. And I, again, I'm cutting you off, but like, it's, oh, it's, I don't want you to ever think anything negative about that. It's just, I can't help being triggered by something. Sure. And sure. I, I, I you can either choose to live within it. And mm -hmm. I, at that moment with you and, and I decided to live within it. Right. Um, and then as I was actually doing research for this, it was just like, well, listen, if we're going to take these two negative terms, because we are both lying on the outskirts of society, like it, there's a reason why that word existed and why it is that we, be, that, that it, it is such a thing. Um, I should just try to embrace it. Okay. Cool. I, I don't know. Like my, sorry, perhaps I, I, I didn't uh, explain intention and impact well, but like. <laughs> Did I just bastardize that whole no, thing? No, no, no. <laughs> I think that um, like the, Im the impact is so much more important than intention. Like I could have like the best intentions, but if, if it triggers you, then I need to like fucking check myself. Right. So like a, a parallel to that, right? So like um, I know someone who, so uh, taking this tone. So I know someone who complimented another woman for being so articulate. Oh, there's okay. that word articulate, right? And that woman just so happened to be a black woman. And so she was just like, excuse oh. me, did you just call me articulate? Yeah. The intention was to uh, to compliment her. Mm -hmm. But the impact was like, oh, are you feeding into a stereotype that right. black women are not articulate? Mm -hmm. Fuck you with your compliments, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. the intent was good. The impact was fucking terrible, okay, right? Okay, I get it, yes. So the parallel here is my intent was, you know compliments you as my fag hag, right? But if it triggers you, then I need to check myself. Yeah, but I, and that, I think that was also the point that I was trying to make is that I, 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 I have gone to therapy, I love therapy. And the one thing that therapy has taught me is that 
you have to look at yourself and why certain things matter to you. Mm -hmm. And if I am getting triggered by something, why am I getting triggered by it? Mm. And I think it was just that disconnect between me being a feminist or me thinking like, you know, I'm going to break all the, I'm going to break free of all these things about patriarchy that have been so negative towards me. And I'm going to free myself from the misogynistic bonds of men and all this other stuff. I don't want to be called a hag by other men. Like, no, but then like, I understand that your intention is good Mm -hmm. and there are certain things that, you know, like you, you can, you can take that into yourself and be like, I want to work on this and be better. I don't want this to affect me. I need to figure out if this really does bother me, why it bothers me. And if I, if am I going to continue to let it bother me or am I going to, am I going to understand that you are not coming from a bad place saying this to me and I should evolve with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can live within your own insecurities or you can choose to work through them. Right. 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 And in that yeah. case with me, I, I understood that connection mm-hmm. and I decided that I was not going to let my negativity or my insecurities be triggered by you because yeah. that's not on you. And we've had this conversation. Now we're actually continuing to have this conversation. Yeah, 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 so yeah, I feel yeah. like we've evolved. We've evolved a For little sure. bit. Um, I love that. I love that about us. Always evolving. <laughs> right. I can't wait for level five. <laughs> is, is there anything else that we might not have talked about at this moment? You know who's actually the best, most realistic uh, gay, like fag and fag hag duo that's yeah. completely under the radar? Oh, tell me. Um, I, I'm going to butcher their names, but did you ever watch Mean Girls? Yes. So there's Damien and... Oh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, they're the fucking most realistic uh, fag and fag hag combo ever, right? Because like, you could see that they take refuge in each other. They don't ever actually get in each other's throats. Um, yeah, like that was me and my best friend in high school, right? Like I, like I, you know, I, I, they're both rife with insecurity, but like they get each other and like they take refuge and they have to deal with everyone else's bullshit in high school. I feel like there's something that's so com. It's, we don't want to be on the outskirts of society. We just want to be like the cool kids, but there's something that makes us such unique and dynamic people being on the outskirts. Yeah. And I, I don't think I would ever want to be anything but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to find out. Oh, Janice. Janice. Yes. Damien and Janice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. We'll be the POC version of them. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. <laughs> Can yes. we do that for Halloween? Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yes. we, we would both wear pink or something. I don't know. <laughs> No, no. You no, definitely we, no. You you definitely have to wear. Yeah. You definitely have to wear a sweater. Like you know how Damien wears that pink, that purple sweater, and he just like covers himself up when he's pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll Photoshop oh, myself like that. One I day. can channel my inner Janice. '90s emo, like so that good. with the butterfly clips and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they are the best <laughs> fag and fag head couple. I that agree with you, and yeah, I yeah. really like that one. I never, truthfully, never watched Will and Grace because I didn't. I. I wasn't a fan of like being that stereotypical gay people. I I just was like, no, I think there's so much more to gayness than this, than, than, uh, who was Sean? What was his, so you had Will and Grace. Yeah. Sean Hayes. And then. And Karen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What what was Sean's character name? Just Jack. 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 Jack Yeah. Yeah. Jack and Karen. Yeah. So I, I just, I didn't, I thought there was so much more than just Jack and I never watched it. Right. They, they were pretty like. I, I'm I'm grateful for the representation that they right. brought yes. and the the laughs, but like they were very two dimensional characters. Okay. Whereas I, I dare I say Janice and Damien have oh, they're, they're so much more realistic, so on the ground, um, and relatable. I feel like yeah, those characters were written by people who knew what that was like. Whereas I feel like 
maybe straight people wrote Will and Grace. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have no idea. I have no Me idea. Neither. I'm I'm, I'm hypothesizing at this moment. Yeah, yeah. But like, I see a lot of myself in 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 Damien, and I see a lot of my girlfriends, including you. Especially yeah, when you're yeah. confused with your sexuality too. Like, I definitely feel like I've been attracted to women, or like I didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. Because Janice. Janice is a lesbian in the movie, is it? She not? No, no, or no, no. She, she, she hooks up with the brown guy at the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I thinking that she was, she had queer tendencies? I don't know. She, she does or have maybe like a. Maybe she was made fun of for that. Um, you you haven't it? seen Main Girl, have you? I have, but I don't okay, remember anything anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Bad fact. Bad Hard to take it away. <laughs> But you know what, though? Speaking of celebrities, yeah. I think that uh, you have a game for me. I do have a little game. Yeah? I mean, this is just, I, I tried to think of all of the different type of fag hag icons that oh? have been around now before, I mean, before they just paved the way. But mm -hmm. I'm curious to see where your affinity lies with with these people. So okay. I'm going to give you two female celebrities that are gay icons, fag hags in their own right. You tell me which one you would rather okay. you would rather be friends with, hang out with, whatever. Okay. Um, Ariana Grande or Dua Lipa? Uh, Ariana Grande, because I just know her more. I've kind of aged out on like getting Dua Lipa. I like her music, but Ariana Grande, I get more. She's like, I don't come on. That ponytail is everything. Right. I love seeing her whipping around. Yeah, Ariana. Okay, so <laughs> Ariana versus Lady Gaga. Gaga. Okay. Yeah, Gaga's like right truly, monsters. Come yeah, on, mo she's been an advocate for LGBT rights like mm -hmm. since day one since she came out. She was like working gay clubs in Manhattan when she was still Stephanie Geminata. Come on, Lady Gaga versus Madonna. Ooh, yeah. I think just given Madonna's been around for like six decades, literally, Madonna. Okay, Madonna or Cher. Ooh, Cher's older, right? Cher's older. I have yeah, no so idea who's older at the at this point. No, Cher has been like performing in like the sixties with like right. Tina Turner. Cher probably was. Yeah, yeah. So Cher. Can I tell you that I touched Bob Mackie's ass? Sorry, what? I I have been in the presence of Bob Mackie. And you touched and his ass. I did. I did, and we joked about it. <laughs> I had to mic him, so I had to put like the microphone pack in his in his butt pocket. Yeah, yeah. And as I did it, I was just like. I was just like, are you okay with me touching you everywhere? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, you can. And then I put in there, I'm like, you're okay with me touching your butt. And he made it, he's like, it wouldn't be the first time a woman touched me, but it hasn't been happening in a long time. <laughs> and I was like, yes, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> who's else, who's like, what other celebrity butts have you touched? Cause I, this is the first story, first time I've heard I don't story. think I ever mic'd Joan Rivers, but she was just, she was the reason I would show up to work. Yeah. Um, she did yell at me. Yeah. We know the story. Uh -huh. She yelled at me to be quiet because I was talking too much. Um, and speaking of fag hag, she is like the ultimate fag hag. She is. She like, wasn't on my list. And she's like up there with, no, like I think for, in terms of like career span and the things that she's done, I think she rivals Cher. Frankly. Okay. Cause then I, I would, I would have just been like Cher or Joan Rivers. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. The godfather of her daughter is gay. And like, yeah. she's, she's done a lot. She for embraced the it. Oh yeah, like she she embraced the identity as a, as a fag hag. Yeah. Do you have an answer? No. Okay. Okay, so let's just go back to Cher. <laughs> Cher versus Judy Garland. Ooh, again, oh, but like Judy I know Garland, she was the first though. She was the first and um 
Yeah, like, like, have you heard of the expression, a friend of Dorothy? Yes. Yeah, I know. I learned that while I was looking this up. There you go. I yeah, was yeah. amazing. And, yeah. and, and the Stonewall riots happened the day after she passed away. Or like a few days after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big deal. Yeah. Big deal. Um, yeah, just that alone, like... While I respect Cher, like Judy is like OG. Okay. Judy is OG. All right, so we're going to go OG to new G. <laughs> OG to NG. And that sounds weird. Uh, Judy Garland or Michelle Visage? Mm, um, Michelle Michelle loves her gays. There's no question. Like her best friend's RuPaul, right? Yeah. As, as they say. Do you think they're actually best friends in real life? I feel like they are. Yeah. Like, they've had their ups and downs, as, like, oh, best friends do, yes. right? But, like, you know, they, they hammer it up on camera. But, like, do you think, like, off camera, they're actually besties? I wonder. It's a really good show they're putting on if they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, like, knife fights that her daughter, Ugh. Liza Minnelli, had to, like, clean up. It's so sad that that's what someone's life was. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel very privileged to not be there. Right, and she was like fed drugs when she was like Ugh, twelve. That's so terrible. I think I think that they stunted her growth, uh, so that she remained youthful. Oh my God, she was the pre-Britney Spears. Yeah, she she didn't even have a conservatorship. Yeah, but she was very it's much essentially like a conservatorship. Oh, what happened man. to her? I guess. Hello, patriarchy. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to say we did it. We did it! I did my first episode! Yay! Yay. High five! High five! Oh my god, this took so long. I'm so happy that you were with me on this first episode. (laughs) And we can talk about all this stuff. And we actually had stuff to talk about. Lots. And I'm sure that we could have gone for another hour or two. And I'm sure our listeners would have loved that. Oh my god. Fucking loved it. (laughs) So I want to thank you, John. A lot. Like, you have no idea how much you've done for me just with all of this and in my life. But thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Wouldn't be anywhere else. Yes. I am Shelly D. And this has been Just Out of Curiosity. I would like to thank you for tuning in today. Download, leave a review, follow and share this episode and the podcast with your friends, family, really whomever you like. You can find me on Just Curiosity Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and you can email me at justcuriositypod at gmail.com as I would absolutely love to know your thoughts, insights, comments, and all those juicy stories. But most of all, stay curious, friends. I'm Shelly D, and this has been Just Out of Curiosity.